What would you do if your wellness business made $10,000 plus each month? Now, I know this seems impossible. It did for me until it wasn't. I started doing something a little crazy and everything changed. I went from making $1,000 a month to $10,000 a month really quickly. And I am sharing the exact process with you in this episode. Heyo, it is episode four of the Profit Meets Passion podcast. And in this episode, I am going to share with you the goal setting and manifestation techniques and process that I used to in one month increase my wellness business income from $1,000 a month to over $5,000 a month. We are talking about goal setting and manifestation and how those two things that may seem contradictory actually do work together simultaneously and how you can use it to exponentially grow your business and set goals that are in alignment with you and actually reach them. I'm going to talk about what alignment is, what resisting resistance means to me, a few personal testimonies of what this looks like in my life and then also in my business and then an exact step-by-step process of how you can incorporate this into your own business. I'm so excited. Let's get to it. Ever feel like your passion project is not getting the respect it deserves? And no matter what strategy you try or course you buy, you can't seem to make enough money. Welcome to the Profit Meets Passion podcast. Each week, you'll hear from wellness entrepreneurs who have made running their own business their main moneymaker. You'll find inspiration and actionable tips to implement so you can increase your impact and income. I'm Anne Marie. Let's get to it. I am so excited to share this training with you. This has been a long time coming. I think this, so what I'm going to talk about today is actually something that I've done several different live trainings on and doing that and teaching other wellness entrepreneurs my process for goal setting and incorporating manifestation and alignment and flow and ease and resistance, all of that into the goal setting process is really what helped me realize that I wanted to create this podcast, which might make you wonder, okay, why did I wait until the fourth episode to release this? And really, it's just because I wanted this episode recording to feel really aligned and easy. Every other time I have done this training, it has kind of been a spur of the moment, like this needs to happen. This is what is on my chest and what I want to get off my chest. And it just came so easily and naturally and helped so many people. It was such an eye-opening experience for the, the people who attended these trainings that I did. And knowing that made me realize like I needed to wait until this felt in alignment in order for me to release this episode, well, record and release this episode. So feeling aligned, I just had a really powerful manifestation and visualization, flow, ease, all of that. I had a really powerful experience with it um, just recently, like this week. And so it just felt like the right time to share all of this. So I want to, before I dive into my experience, I want to share with you how this worked. Well, this is still my experience, but 
much more related to you as a wellness entrepreneur. So here is how I used goal setting and manifestation in my business and what it did for my business. So the first month that I did this, let's say, okay, this was several years ago. And I would guess that before this time period, I had like maybe one or two one-on-one clients a month. I was still working a full-time job. This is several jobs back now. So this was probably like three or four years ago at this point. And I I had a few one-on-one clients, but I knew that my goal was to reach more people. I didn't know how I was going to reach more people. My website wasn't getting a ton of traffic. My Instagram account maybe had like 800 people following it. So it wasn't, you know, this huge audience that was tapped into me to where I could be making a significant income from landing one-on-one nutrition coaching clients. And all of a sudden, I just had this inspiration. This is not something that I picked up from anywhere else. I just had this inspiration to start doing these actions that I now call visualization and manifestation and tracking my goals. So what I mean by that is I would have a a Google spreadsheet and I would write down the number of clients that I wanted to get that month, the number of programs I wanted to sell that month. I think those were the only two things I was tracking. And the dollar amount that I needed to make that month in order to achieve my goal of being able to leave my full-time job. I started out doing this and the very first month, I went from getting maybe one or two one-on-one clients to getting three one-on-one clients. So I already increased it. Now, I did not put out any feelers for clients. Like I didn't implement any techniques to to create this like flow of clients to my business or to my website or anything. These clients reached out to me, okay? And I didn't change anything. Every other process in my business was the same. But suddenly I was getting one to two more clients a month. And within three months, I was getting five clients a month. And again, this is all just ease. This was pre-Instagram stories. And so I, I wasn't, just like I said, I wasn't slinging my services around. It was all related to me setting goals and being open to these things coming to me. Now, this, I kind of fell off the wagon when I decided that one-on-one clients were too difficult for me to do while I was working in my full-time job. So I ended up kind of closing down that aspect of my business and focusing on other things. And when that happened, I stopped my goal setting manifestation and my business kind of stagnated. So at that point, it was fine that stagnated. I think that there's a lot of flow that needs to happen in your business. And at that point, I just needed the rest and kind of the time to like contemplate what I really wanted my business to look like once it did grow. And That's honestly, I think when it comes back to alignment, it makes a lot of sense for you to have these periods where maybe your business doesn't grow as fast as you want, but what that allows you to do is to really figure out what you want your business to look like. And so if I had suddenly, like at my most, I had five one-on-one coaching clients in a month. And, and that was for a three month service package. So, you know, it was over the course of several months. 
But if I had grown exponentially, let's say to 10, 20, 30, I think 30 was the number of clients I wanted to reach in order to like leave my full-time job. If I had grown exponentially to that, it would have been very difficult for me to have developed the digital products that I created to make my business be more passive. I would have either had to choose, do I want to, now that I'm dependent on this income from one-on-one clients, do I want to cut back on that? Can I cut back on that? Like, am I now reliant on this income from these clients? So financially, can I afford to cut back on these clients to build out my business the way that is truly in alignment with me? So it's almost a good thing that it didn't grow because that aspect of working with clients wasn't in true alignment. What I've known just from this past week of having all of this clarity and introspection, I now realize like my true passion is has always been to teach. I love hosting workshops. I love getting on like webinars and meeting with my group coaching clients and like having strategy calls and clarity calls. I love doing all of that and working with people and helping them figure out how to apply the strategies that I have learned from the past six years running my own business, how to apply that to their to their businesses. And beyond that too, with wellness as well. So like Detox Detox Your Life is one of my online programs and I am so excited to open this back up for enrollment this year so that I can offer these group coaching calls in addition to the online program and really get in there and teach people how to apply these strategies to them. So I know now that my core, like to my core is teaching. That's what I love. That's what I want my business to be about. Even with Beauty Counter, one of my favorite things is hosting these trainings for my team every single Monday about how to build their business and not just Beauty Counter business, but their wellness business as well. Well, it's one of my favorite aspects of being committed to to being a beauty counter consultant. So aside from all of that, here is my recent experience with flowing and what I call resisting resistance and trusting that ease will come. Now, again, this is actually not related to business. So if you would like to skip forward, you can, I would guess, actually, I'll come back in here and snip what uh, timestamp you would want to jump for it if you don't want to hear this story. But if you are interested, here's the story of what's been going on the last couple weeks. I'm just popping in here to let you know if you want to skip ahead from my personal testimony and get more into my business testimony, you can jump to 19 minutes and 45 seconds. Before we moved back to Kansas, my husband and I bought a house in Austin. Now, the reason why I'm sharing this is to kind of explain to you what resistance looks like. So both times that we purchased a house, both in Austin and when we purchased our house right now in Kansas, they both had the process of purchasing had tons of resistance. And I won't get into everything, but you know, there would be like, we'd put in an offer on a house, but then all these issues would show up. But we were like we had gone through with the house, we had invested money in the inspections and the owner was like kind of willing to fix things. So we just went through with it. Even though there was resistance around it and we both had hesitations, we went through with it anyway. 
And both, both times after purchasing the house and moving in, as we've lived in the house, things have come up where there was more resistance. So the either more issues would pop up that we didn't know about or the same issues were would never get resolved that had been lingering before we had um, before we had purchased the house. And so both of them, it's like that resistance never stopped, but I didn't learn my lesson from Austin. And so then moving to Kansas, the same thing happened. So it comes time to move again. Yes, we are moving. If you're new to, you know, new to this podcast, you may not care. But yes, we are leaving Kansas and moving again. All of this will be discussed later in future episodes. It's all happening in the next month or two. But it came time to move again. So last week, my husband and I were in the city that we're moving to and looking for a rental property. So this is a temporary move. We don't want to purchase a house again. We just wanted to rent. We just wanted it to be easy. But we went in with like 20 different rental properties that we are interested in. We narrowed it down to our top five choices and went and saw them. So, I mean, it looked like we had a great pool of houses to select from and narrowed it down to the the pick of the litter. And each house we went into just had so much resistance. And the entire trip was just filled with anxiety. I was in such a bummed mood. I would go out to lunch and be crying. I mean, it was, again, I sound so dramatic, but it was just like the whole move felt like such a sacrifice. I was moving away from my family. I was moving away from, despite having resistance in this house that we own here in Kansas, I still love it. I love all the natural light. I mean, there's so many things I love about this house. And it just felt like in moving to this new city, I was sacrificing everything. And when we found out that we are actually moving there, we I was telling myself, okay, yes, I am making sacrifices to move to this place, but at least my house can have a playroom for my daughter, a dedicated photo studio for me. It can have a nice soaker tub in the master bathroom. It can have a community pool and playground that I can walk my daughter to. So there are all these things I was like, okay, yes, maybe I will sacrifice style of the the house that I'm living but at least I can have these other amenities. And every house we looked at ended up not having a single amenity. Only one of them, which was actually my least favorite of the bunch, had the natural light that I was looking for. So obviously this is a lot of resistance, a lot of anxiety. We are about to like make a bunch of sacrifices and just go with the best option out of any of them. And all of a sudden a house shows up on the Zillow app. And it was just a house of a backyard, not a backyard of a lake, um, like a little stream. It's called a green belt. But anyway, it was a natural spring. And that was the only photo that popped up. So as an interior designer, my background is in interior design. I like every aspect to this home's listing should have told me like, this is going to be a crap house. Like if they don't show photos of the inside of the house, why would this house be good whatsoever? But despite all of that, I was like, you know what, we're going to go see this before we get on that airplane. I'm I'm reaching out. So right then I reached out to the owner 
who now told me that the reason why he wanted to show it to us first and had a good feeling about us was because I used the word, I, I said OMG in my email to him, which I don't even remember doing and I can't believe I did, but apparently I did. So I messaged him and I said, hey, my husband and I are leaving town tomorrow. Would you be able to show it to us before our flight? And he showed it to us and it was perfect. Not only did it have a lot of the style details that I liked has polished concrete floors and he's painting the whole house, lets me choose the paint colors. He's letting me choose the light fixtures. Like he was negotiable on the rental price, which is kind of unheard of, especially since this house was on the market for a day. But also it gives us access to something that we haven't had for probably like four or five years now in a house, which is access to a green belt. So immediately outside of the backyard, there's like a little wooded area. And then you can kind of uh, hike down to access to this water. And my dog can swim. My dog loves to swim. And five years ago, we lived near a, a pond where we could take her and throw a frisbee in the water and she would swim and all that. Anyway, has everything. And it just felt so right, so in aligned. It like checked every single box that we had put out there. So it was interesting that like I took action on something that just like just popped up out of nowhere. Every like logical process to this house, like there was no logic to it. You know, I couldn't see the house and as an interior designer, that meant a lot to me. And it was further south in town than I wanted to be and all of these things but it it just it just happened and it was aligned easy and effortless so that is where we are moving and we're actually really really excited about it so then comes time we came back home and it came time to choose who would be living in our house so we had a big variety of people to choose from which was actually really great but despite having all these people to choose from we had a lot of resistance and a lot of unease about making this decision, not knowing what the right choice was. Just thinking like, I maybe none of the, despite having all these options, maybe none of them are the right option because this doesn't feel easy. Like maybe there's another person out there that is the right option and I shouldn't sacrifice. You know, I kept coming back to this thought of like, I want this to be easy. Why is this not easy? And literally, five minutes later, after asking for a sign, I it was delivered. And I won't go into the specifics of it. But well, I guess I can. So it turns out, uh, my husband was like, why don't you Facebook that person? And because I was like, this is my top person, but I just don't know what my read is on them. Like, I don't know how I feel about it. He's like, why don't you Facebook them? So I Facebook them. And turns out they are Facebook friends with my cousin. So I reach out to them. Five minutes later, they message back and they were like, you literally could not ask for a better person to live in your house. And so it, it was just that easy right? So I asked for the sign and the ease came. So this is the power 
of alignment and resisting resistance. So where there is resistance, you need to just say no and wait for something to feel easy. Stop letting the logic in your mind dictate the way that you want to go and start feeling into things and letting them happen organically. So here's a few more examples of how this has played out in my business. I know I shared the experiences that I had with setting goals initially with the one-on-one coaching clients, but when I came back to this process of visualization, manifestation, and goal setting is when I exponentially grew my income. Like I I wish I had looked this up before, but I would guess that my business was making maybe $1,000 a month before I started doing this. And then after I came back to it with all of my digital products and my um, beauty counter business and like freelance products, like once I came down to came back to this process with all these different revenue streams. Every single one exponentially grew. The very first month, I truly believe that I went from around $1,000 a month in income to $5,000 a month in income. And again, there were no changes in my marketing techniques. It was just the aligned action of putting a goal out there and it flowed. What I asked for flowed to me. Now, I do want to kind of give the caveat here where this isn't going to work if your if your goals are not aligned with what you truly want, and this also isn't going to work if it isn't realistic. What I do is when I set the goals, I make sure that these are kind of incremental goals. So over the course of months, things grow and build, and that way it's realistic. It's not like I just put out into the universe that I wanted to start having a five-figure launch of a digital product that initially made $1,000 in its launch, okay? So that would be an unrealistic goal for me to change without taking logical steps in order for that to grow. And what I mean by logical steps would be, yes, you can hands down, take a product launch that made $1,000 and turn it into a $10,000 product launch. But there are months of prep work that needs to go into that. First, you need to make sure that your product itself is really wonderful, that the sales page is great, that it answers the right questions, it solves the right problems, it points out the right problems. Then you need to make sure that the right people are getting their hands on this content. You prep them for this content. You show them that you are the expert on it. There's, we'll go into launch strategies in another podcast. But what I mean there is like, yes, that is realistic, but it has to be realistic with the aligned action that you take in order for your launch to grow from 1000 to 10,000. So since I at that point was not taking that aligned action, it had to be realistic goals for myself. So I looked at what average conversion rates were, and I put feelers out in the right directions, and things flowed to me really easily, and have since compounded and grown from there. And that was the first month that really let me know, okay, I can I can leave my full-time job. This is definitely something that can work for me and be something that is sustainable and not only sustainable, but scalable. Like it allows me to grow and make more income each month. 
So a few more examples. I like to feel aligned with the content that I'm creating because it makes creating it so much easier. When I feel like I have to do something, then I always feel resistance. And I used to think that that resistance was fear. So an example here would be if I feel like I have to create a recipe video because I know it's going to help SEO, but I didn't really love the recipe. I'm only choosing to do this recipe video because the recipe itself was popular on Instagram or Pinterest or SEO or whatever, and adding a video would benefit it then I feel so much resistance around creating it. And not only resistance, but let's give the example of like, I'm making a video for my cilantro avocado mayo. I actually do love that recipe, but let's pretend like I didn't really love the recipe myself, but other people love it. So I'm creating this recipe video and my blender blows up, gets the green cilantro avocado mayo all over my camera lens, gets it all over the table, like things like that would happen. Things like that have happened. So I know I'm using this scenario that didn't actually happen, but things just like this have happened where I've had a smoothie blow up in my face while I'm trying to record the video of it because there's so much resistance. So when I feel like I have to do something, it's like I'm banging my head against the wall. The same thing happened with Instagram. I felt like I had built this community there and I I needed to foster it and I need to go on and post and I need to go on and share on stories. And I just, I didn't want to. I felt resistance. I didn't know where the resistance was coming from. And just in these last couple of weeks, I've started listening to this audiobook called Digital Declutter. And I have decluttered my own personal usage of digital products. And so like my computer and my phone and Instagram and all of that. And I am feeling so refreshed and almost ready to return to that platform. So it's like just waiting for something to feel aligned and then it becomes easy to create and you start seeing opportunities of content to share. When I choose something for my business. So here's another example of how alignment and resisting resistance has played out in my business. When I choose something based on, let's say it's a software, I choose something based on price, there is always resistance. So if I chose, here's, here's a straightforward example. I chose to move my my platform, my e-commerce platform for selling digital products, for emailing people, for using um, pages, all of that from Kartra, which is actually a software that I definitely recommend for people who are maybe just starting out their business. It's a really affordable, great platform to use. But as you start to scale, it does have some limitations. But I decided to move it from Kartra to a variety of other platforms. And one of those platforms I had to choose was something to house my online courses. So the Profit Meets Passion program, social story selling and detox your life, autoimmune accomplice, all of those have video lessons, they need an online course platform to host them on. So there are a variety that I could choose from. And I knew from previous experience with the platform Teachable that I wasn't in love with it. And so I chose to go with Kajabi, 
which is more expensive, but I felt like it was the right decision. Well, then right at this exact same time, I had a, um, there was a Black Friday sale on Teachable and you could get a year. It was about half the price of Kajabi with this sale. And so I thought, you know, despite me knowing that I don't love Teachable for this reason, this reason, this reason, I'm going to go with it. It's fine. It's going to work. It's cheaper. And let me tell you, there has been nothing but resistance since I purchased this platform. And if it weren't for me purchasing an entire year of it up front, I would hands down have chosen to switch over to Kajabi. But I had to make the decision. I purchased the year and I regret it. And now I know that next November, I will be moving all of my courses over to Kajabi because I do not like the platform. I've also had to invest more money because I didn't feel the checkout process was great. So I had to end up purchasing Thrivecart. And when you add that in to the cost of Teachable, I I'm paying more than I would have had I just purchased Kajabi upfront. So Again, if you choose something based on price, there will always be resistance. Oh, the same thing can go with with mentorships. So I wanted to invest in a very high ticket mastermind. I don't even know if I want to share what it is yet because I don't want, well, maybe I should. So I decided to invest in a $1,000 a month mastermind for my business. So something that did not, it truly felt in alignment, even though logically it did not make sense for me to invest in this. Now, the reason why I want to hesitate in telling you this is because I do not think that you should go above and beyond your means in order to invest in something that you think is going to help you, okay? I do not, 100% do not believe that. I do not think that like, you should just leave your job if it feels right because the money will come. I think that that's a very good way to get yourself in the position where if you are not financially ready to support yourself, you are going to be making decisions, business decisions on how you grow and scale your business based on are they going to pay your bills? You are now dependent on your business making that money. And I think that that can make you, that can put you into the position where you have to choose things, make the wrong choices based on money decisions. And that can impact the growth of your business in the long run. So I think waiting until until things are more appropriate, logically, I know that I'm kind of contradicting myself here. But I think that there needs to be a combination of the logic with the flow. You can't just say, this is going to happen and I'm going to quit my business and that way it has to happen. You know, there there still has to be the logical aspects in place. But I chose to invest in this high ticket mastermind and it has hands down been one of the best decisions I've made. I'm about a month into it and it has already been a very, very profound change to my business. And when I look back last year, I invested in a mastermind that was uh, $400 a month. And I chose that mastermind because I thought, oh, this is a shorter time investment. It's only six months versus a year. And it's a smaller dollar amount. So 
and when looking at these two masterminds head to head, this one makes more sense for me financially. So I'm going to go with this one. That one was almost a waste of money. So it's like, I've already seen an ROI on my investment in this other one. And it just it's like I wasted $3,000 into this other mastermind instead of just investing the time and money into the one that I truly to my core knew felt right. And the other one was just like a rush decision. When you make a choice that is based on what feels aligned, this is hard to do in the beginning because you don't know what is aligned. And that's where my whole process comes in. So this gets easier when you follow the actions I'm going to outline next because you are going to know how to recognize the emotions of when something feels easy and is resisting resistance. You're going to be able to recognize those emotions when you feel them. And you are also going to know what your true goals are and distinguish them from vanity goals or vanity metrics. And just to be completely transparent, I still have vanity goals. I have vanity metrics. There are things in my business where it is a goal of mine, but it's a vanity goal. And the difference there, it's totally fine to have vanity goals. But the difference is, and you will start to notice this once you distinguish between the two, is when my business gets busy or when I get stressed or when I get sick and I have to take a step back, the things that I truly feel aligned in pursuing and the actions I take and the sacrifices that I make always end up going towards my true goals, not the vanity goals. The vanity goals end up falling to the wayside and the growth towards achieving them is much slower. And that's okay because those goals aren't aligned with what my true goals are. So let's get into this process. Without further ado, let's get to the woo. We're going to start with the manifestation and then get into the ways to set your goals that are achievable and ways of tracking them so that you can make sure that you are actually on schedule for achieving them and taking aligned action to achieve them. Okay, visualization. So what visualization does, and the reason why I start my manifestation practice with visualization is it allows you to embody a more powerful version of yourself. So your your future self, this more powerful version who has learned from your mistakes, who has experienced what you need to in order to grow into the person that has the life that you are trying to achieve, okay? So that is your future self, and that's what visualization allows you to tap into. Okay, here is what to do next. Now, ideally you would do this in an actual guided visualization manner. So if you are listening to this while you're driving or at work, maybe come back to this point in the episode and do this when you are at home or somewhere in kind of a relaxed environment. What you're gonna do is close your eyes and I want you to envision what your life is going to look like when you have hit your goals. Now I know at this point, you haven't gone through the process of figuring out what goals are in alignment and which ones are those vanity goals. And that's okay, it's okay. I just want you to, whatever goals you feel like are in your mind at this point, what do those goals, how do they help your life look different and better? And that's really what you're looking for is like, 
and what's going to help you. We'll get to this, but it's what's going to help you identify what is in alignment with your true goals versus those vanity goals because the true goals will actually improve your life. Okay, so you might think, I want to make a million dollars in a year, but really, you're to your core, you know that anything over $100,000 is just going to be excess. It's unnecessary. It's not something that is going to improve your quality of life. And I'm just giving this as an example. I'm not saying that income over $100,000 is unnecessary or excessive or anything like that. I'm just saying maybe your true core being feels that way, okay? And so what you need to know is like, okay, is the is the million dollar goal, is that just a vanity metric? Or is that something that I truly need to achieve in order to have a better life? So when you are doing this visualization, I really want you to think about how your life is going to look better because you have achieved these goals. So think about all of the things that the money or the, the time freedom of having your own business, think about all the things that that those achievements, those goals are going to bring into your life. So let's say it is money. Let's say that's part of your future self is that you have your own business that is bringing in the amount of money that you desire. And because of that, you are able to drive a safer car for, you know, your your kids safety. Okay, so you're able to take them to school in a really safe and reliable car because you have this extra income. Or maybe you are able to take vacations and live abroad, like become an expat with your significant other. How it feels to wake up in the morning without an alarm because you're making your own schedule. So these are all things that are an improvement to your quality of life that your future goals will help you to achieve. I really want you to feel into these things and see them, like picture them in your mind with complete clarity. What do you smell when you are driving your kids to school in this new car? What do you hear? What does the weather look like outside? What kind of clothes are you wearing? And this feels like pretend, but you are actually raising your energetic frequency and emitting the energy of a woman who works for herself, who shops at these stores that you would love to shop at and who spends money without worry. And even though it isn't physically happening yet, that energy and intention and mindset is all there and things start to unfold. This is the most powerful way to implement this is to start out with this visualization so that you can now see how your life will improve and be better once you have reached these goals. Now, here's step two. You are going to start with that step one, the quick visualization of your future self. And I want you to kind of take notes on what your life is going to look like there, like what that picture was that you painted in your head as you were kind of going through your day to day as this future self. And now what you're going to do, you can do that maybe like once a month to kind of check in and make sure all of your goals are still in alignment. And then after that, each day, I want you to do something that I call future self gratitude journaling. So you're going to start with a piece of paper. And I want you to write down every single thing that you are grateful for right now. 
So that might be the chair that you're sitting in, the desk you're at, your significant other, your children, your house, your money, your car, your the food that you're able to eat. You're going to see all of the obvious things up front, but eventually you're going to start to see things that are much smaller that bring you joy. So the plant sitting on the desk next to you or your hand to be able to write all of this out. And I like physically writing it rather than typing it. However, you can definitely do this whatever manner works for you. So start by writing down everything you're grateful for right now. Then I want you to under that content, write the word soon. So you have your the things you're grateful for today at the top of the page. And then at the middle of the page, you're going to write soon. Soon is to indicate that very soon you're going to be your future self. And I want you to write everything, not in in the future, but write it as present tense, what you are grateful for as your future self. So your future self is grateful for a different car that she's driving her children to. And she's grateful for the vacation that she has coming up next week and being able to make money while she's spending time on the beach with her significant other because she has passive systems set up in her business. She's grateful for being able to go to the coffee shop in Bali where she's traveling to and be able to work from there because she has remote freedom. And she's able to pay her virtual assistant a full-time salary because she's making enough money in her business to be able to help somebody else's dreams of working for themselves a reality as well. So you are writing down all of the things that your future self is grateful for. And what this allows you to do is not only embody your future self through that visualization, but to truly paint the picture in your mind of how beautiful, spacious, and free-flowing your life is once you have reached your goals. And the reason why that is so powerful is the visualization helps you to see it, but it's still something in the future. This future self-gratitude journaling shows you the distinct juxtaposition of what your life looks like now versus what it will look like very soon and all of the blessings that your life will have once you look into that into that new life. Now, I'm not saying that you don't have blessings in your life as they are right now. It's just something that, you know, there will be improvements in your life. And that's what you want to to solidify in your mind. Now, the reason why this works so well is because it does help to solidify in your mind all of these things, but it allows you to, to have something to reflect on for when you have to make sacrifices in your life and in your business in order to achieve these goals. All in all, this visualization exercise in step one and the journaling exercise in step two helps you get into alignment with your goals. And it helps you to recognize your true goals and desires because they actually bring your life more happiness, they make your life easier, and they aren't just the vanity metrics. They also help you to stay truly motivated because You have experienced what it felt like to be that person, and that feeling is what is going to keep you going. And then when it comes down to the whole aspect of what I was talking about earlier with resisting resistance and flow and alignment, I guess I just want to encourage you to 
maybe try to find the path of least resistance that feels really good and really easy and flowing for you, even if it doesn't seem like the strategic or logical next step. There should definitely be a balance of logic, but I think going with what feels good and right to you, your intuition is going to show you the right way to go and the entire process will be smoother when you follow that. Okay, now let's get into goal setting and how this whole manifestation visualization exercise kind of plays into it. Setting goals, this is why a lot of people will set like a New Year's resolution, but they don't follow through with it. One, it may be a vanity goal and not truly aligned with what is going to bring their life more happiness. But also setting the goals is not the only thing you need to plan aligned action in order for you to achieve those goals. When it comes to manifestation, the visualization aspect opens your minds and eyes to opportunities that are already there. This is a very clarifying experience and you're going to definitely see that for yourself. And if you don't open yourself up to taking action on these opportunities, then the manifestation practice is wasted. So that's why it's really important to take aligned action, to set goals, and to do this manifestation thing. You can't just put something out into the universe and sit back and wait for it to happen. You need to take action in order for those things to come about, okay? So again, it starts out... um, a little more woo with the whole manifestation and visualization. And now we are getting into some of the more specific and strategic aspects of that. So what I want you to start with is an income analysis of your past three months in your business. So we are talking about this as a entrepreneur. I want you to take an income analysis of your last three months. Now, it may be entirely expenses. I know for my first couple of years in business, it mostly was, if I was making money, it was being reinvested in my company. So I wasn't relying on this income. So I essentially wasn't taking a paycheck. And that's fine. But I want you to have a section to really track your income over the past three months, even if that is in the red, and you are not profiting. That's okay. Also, I forgot to mention, I do have a Google Drive document that you can get access to. You can go to profitmeetspassion.com backslash goal setting, and I will email you a copy of that goal setting tracker. And it's actually the tracking system that I use. Specifically, there is a beauty counter goal setting tracker as well. So if that's something you're interested in, whether you're a wellness entrepreneur, whether you're a beauty counter consultant, or maybe both, then it's going to be really beneficial to you. Also helps for beauty counter. Specifically, it helps you to track what your monthly income is going to be. So it's not just a big surprise at the end of the month. Okay, so why start with that those past three months. The reason why you want to start there is to make sure that your manifestations and your goals that you set are realistic and incremental. So remember, I talked about that earlier in this episode. This allows you to also see the small wins on your journey to your stretch goal. So maybe your future self is in the next year. And so what this allows you to do is to kind of see, okay, here's where I'm starting. Here's where my goal is. Is it a realistic achievement for me to get this done in a year? And if so, what are the incremental steps that I need to hit each month in order for me to get there? 
I want you to list the amount that you made, the amount that you spent, any bonuses, any any found money that you have. So when it comes to found money, that's like, let's say your grandma sends you a birthday card last month and it had cash in it. Okay, so that's found money, right? Put that towards your business income for right now. Clearly, that is not something that on your tax purposes you would want to put there, but that is excess income that is helping you fuel your goals and you are investing in these goals in your future self right now. So those found money, that's all going back into into what you've made in the last three months. So think about all of that and consider the amount of time that you are spending on each income stream to really get a an idea of what the ROI is on that. So my different income streams that I track in my goal setting worksheet, let me pull it up real quick. Okay, the different income streams that I have, I have beauty counter, ad income from my website, ebook sales, affiliate sales, digital products as in like online courses. So there's a I categorize those as two different things in my income goals tracker. And then also I have my freelance work. So that is six different revenue streams for me. I track each of them separately. So at the top of this spreadsheet that I've created for you, you will see that there is a goal section. So the goal section is what I am looking at from the past three months. This is where I set my goals. I want my beauty counter income to be this. I want my ad traffic to, to bring in this much money, ebooks, affiliates, online programs, and freelance work. That way I can get an idea of what I expect to earn that month. Then directly underneath that, I have an actual section. So like actual income. What I do is every single day I come in here and sometimes multiple times a day and I update these numbers. So with Beauty Counter, like I mentioned, if you're a Beauty Counter consultant, there is a way to you can update your team sales and your own personal sales in order for it to automatically calculate what your income would be for the month. But we also have, um, you know, like every day I put what my ad earnings were from the day prior. If I get an ebook sale in the middle of the day, then I'll come here and add it to my spreadsheet. Same thing with online programs. If an affiliate payment comes in, then I put that in there. And then my freelance income, you know, comes several times a month. So I put that in as it comes in. And then over time, you start to see how close your goals are to your actual income. Mine is shockingly close every single time it is shockingly close because you'll start to see like that slow incremental growth and I've been doing this now since 2018 so I can actually go back in and see the patterns of how much my income has grown month over month it's really really impactful like I felt like last month was actually a pretty slow month and now looking back it was about three times as much as the the January, the year prior. So it's still, you know, it's just it's really cool to kind of see to put things into perspective, like even though that seemed like a slow month for me, it actually wasn't that bad compared to the January just that I had had the year prior. 
And then underneath my actual profit, I then have all of my expenses. And again, I update this as well as the days go on. So like if I pay my VA, I come in here. If I get a notification that my email service provider was paid for, then, you know, that that day, then I come in and put that payment down. And some of these are recurring payments, so I have them consistent. And then I know what my monthly expenses are so that I can budget for those moving forward. You can also do this for other metrics of your business as well. So let's say you're trying to grow your Instagram followers or your engagement, like viewing how many people are watching your stories at the beginning of your stories versus at the end. So that would be a way to track your engagement of your Instagram stories. You could also track the number of direct messages you get that day. Any way that you want to track your growth as a business owner and set a monthly goal, this spreadsheet is going to help you do that. And these goals are what you are going to visualize every single month when you do your visualization exercise and then every single day as you do your future self gratitude journaling. And the gratitude journaling is going to feel, you know, very... Um, kind of, you're going to feel some resistance to it up front. And it's going to be something that you really flow into and end up truly loving. I really, really believe that. Okay, now the reason why I track all of these goals in that spreadsheet every single day, and as a payment comes in, I immediately put that in my spreadsheet. The reason why I do this as a daily part of my routine is because tracking them against the monthly goals, which are written above it, it allows me to pivot as needed. It allows me to add an additional promotion if needed for, you know, maybe I send out a flash sale on my ebook or on a digital product, or I pick up more hours and freelance work. I do what I need to do in order to reach those goals that I have set for myself. And it holds me accountable. So think about it, like actually an example of this. I wanted to, one of my goals was to have a five-figure month, was to start having five-figure months in my business. And I, if I hadn't set that goal for myself, I would have been content making $9,000, $9,500 in my business because I didn't have the goal of setting of having a five-figure month. So my very first month, this happened to me. It was the last day of the month. I think I was at like $9,500. And I was like, how on earth am I going to make $500 in a day? And I would have been totally content, totally happy with $9,000, $9,500 in my business had I not had that goal. But because I had that goal and I was so close to achieving it, I was like, how am I going to make this happen? And I figured out a way to add two different promotions to my business. And by the time I woke up the next morning, I had around like $10,300 in my income that that day or that month prior. So it was like I hit my goal, I surpassed my goal, and it only happened because I took action. I took that aligned action. I pivoted when I needed to, and it allowed me to see something that my future self desired and reach out and make that goal happen. All right, now I bet you're wondering, like, it's going to be hard for me to figure out what my goals should be. So when we put our goals into the top section of the spreadsheet, 
what, like, how do I make sure that these are realistic, that they're incremental, that they're going to grow and help me reach my goal? What I want you to do is start with how much you want to make, how many followers you want on Instagram, what you want your engagement to grow into, and then reverse engineer it. So let's say that your goal is to make $500 in sales of your digital product. And your digital product is $40. Okay, so to make $500 from a $40 product, you need 13 sales. And currently, you're making four sales. So instead of it's February, I'm making four sales. I made four sales in January, my digital product. Now it's February and I'm setting goals for March. We're going to start this in March. So instead of just saying, I want to make 13 sales because that's $500. Instead of doing that, what you would do is you would slowly incrementally increase your number of monthly sales so that eventually over the course of maybe four months, you are hitting that $500 goal in ebook sales. You are making those 13 sales to get to your goal. Now you can also take this one step further and make a plan for how you are going to get those sales. So if organically, you're not really doing anything, it's just your passive systems of people landing on your website and purchasing your product. Let's say that's how you're making those four sales. So one of the plans that you could make to make more sales is to get more eyes to your website. If you know that your sales page for this product converts at this conversion rate, let's say it's a let's say it's a 10% conversion rate, then you need to get this many more people to your website in order to make those sales. So now how are you going to do that? Are you going to send out an extra email every week or maybe you set up a blog post or you talk about on social media, maybe you do a promoted pin on Pinterest, anything to get more eyes to your your sales page, right? Or maybe you want to partner up with somebody and host a workshop to their community. So you partner up with someone who has an audience that would love your product, your $40 product, but they don't have a, this person, this business owner that you are partnering with doesn't have a product that is in competition with yours. So you partner up together, you host a workshop together, and then you promote your product to their community at the end. And maybe that's what gets you those extra sales that you need because you're now reaching a new audience who wasn't previously aware of your product. So the first thing to do is to incrementally figure out how you can increase that number in order to reach your goal and then take it a step further to make a plan of how you are going to get those sales. So you know you need 13 sales to make this goal. How are you going to get those 13 sales? So that is how you reverse engineer and set realistic and achievable goals. And that my friend is my manifestation visualization goal setting strategy. It's my whole process. I literally have been doing this now for two full years, going into my third year, and it has been incredibly transformative and I cannot wait for you to do this as well. So again, if you want to go to profitmeetspassion.com backslash goal setting, you are going to get access to my Google spreadsheet so that you can create this for yourself. I would love to know if this was helpful for you and how you are implementing this in your life and business. So be sure to 
check in with me and you can reach out to me via email or on Instagram at grassfedsalsa. We'll see you next week. Wait, don't go yet. You've reached the end, which can only mean one thing. You loved this episode. If I can ask for one simple favor, it'd be for you to leave Profit Meets Passion a quick review on iTunes. These reviews help to support the show and help other wellness entrepreneurs find it too. While you're there, make sure to subscribe and share this episode with your biz bestie and Instagram community. You can tag me at grassfedsalsa. Finally, you can head over to profitmeetspassion.com for all the links I referenced in this podcast. See you next week.